When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trista, it's time, though, to talk some college basketball Fill me and the in. debut of Off the Glass. Oh, yeah, Ben MGM tonight. When the lion roars, we come knocking on the doors. The glass man, PJ Glasser. <laughs> He's clear as day. He's clarified. If I was a Marvel character, I'd be glass man. You'd be the glass man. Wow, with the theme music and everything, I feel official. Gonna bring a cape next time. Yeah, you're like a Marvel character. The glass man. I am. Oh, Trista, college basketball is back. It is time to talk some national championship futures with Kentucky playing Michigan State tonight, Kansas and Duke getting ready to go later. Early on in the season, I'm sure a bunch of people are still glued into the NFL, college football. Wanted to get people up to speed on what the odds are for betting the national title champion and uh, who are some teams to take with some value on them. So right now, the top three teams who are the co-favorites are Kentucky, Gonzaga, and North Carolina, plus 900. My favorite by far, those three teams are the team we're watching now, Kentucky. Love Kentucky for a couple reasons. The first one, this team, Trista, has the vibe to me of that UMBC, of the Virginia team that lost to UMBC. Tough and then won historical it, loss. Even though they didn't really And then win they it. come back and they won it. They stole the it final year. From Auburn. They did. Yeah. And then Kentucky, as we know, they obviously lost to St. Peter's. They don't bring as much back as that Virginia team did, but they bring back the wooden award winner for player of the year in college basketball and Oscar Shibway, who's got like twenty two points and seventeen boards so far tonight. They bring back their starting point guard, Severe Wheeler, which helps. They also have Obi's Toppin's little brother, Jacob Toppin. CJ Frederick, a grad transfer from Iowa, he's gonna be big for them. And then we know it's Kentucky, it's Calipari, he's gonna have some five star freshmen. Case and Wallace, Chris Livingston, they are guys to watch this season as well. This team is deep, they are athletic, they are experienced, and they can shoot the three ball. That was what last year's team struggled with. But this year's team can shoot, and I think that'll be the difference. Gonzaga and UNC, Trista, we watched Gonzaga the other night. This year's team, it's going to be a good team, but it's nowhere near what the last two teams have been. The team two years ago was the best with Suggs, Kispert, and Timmy. If that team couldn't win it, this year's team isn't. Chet and Timmy were last year, they couldn't even get to the Elite Eight. So with the backcourt that this year's team has, Nolan Hickman, Rasir Bolton, don't really love them. Me neither. I don't think Gonzaga's going to do any damage. And then North Carolina. Can I, I understand- ask you a question really fast? Yeah, please do. Why do you think that in the futures market they have such uh, short odds? Gonzaga? Mm-hmm. Because they're Gonzaga. That's and just why. and they're, they're so just- great in the regular season. People see the name. They see Drew Timmy. And people are just going to gravitate towards them. I think it's the do theory, too. People are just like, if, at a certain point, Mark Few is just going to break through. Mm-hmm. And this might be the year, but it's not going to be. UNC plus 900. They obviously should have won the national title last year. They were up 15 points at halftime against Kansas. They returned four of their five starters from last year. Armando Baycott, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, Leaky Black. All of them are back. Brady Mannix, the only one who's not back. But what people have to remember, this year, UNC last year, on February 16th, they, they were, lost at home rough. to Pitt. They were right on the bubble, squarely on it. Most thought they weren't going to get in. 
Then they won their final six regular season games, got on a heater. R.J. Davis and Caleb Love were tremendous. Armando Baycott was great. But this year's team, like you're seeing it early on, Trista, the first three games of the season, Gardner-Webb, UNC Wilmington, College of Charleston, all these teams are playing them super tough. Mm -hmm. They just don't have... They're just not the team, the number one team in the country. They're a very good team, but they're not going to win it all. Baylor's towards the top of the list. They're 10-1. to 1. Scott Drew is building a powerhouse of Baylor. They are a machine. They reload every year. They're going to have one of the best backcourts in the country, LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler. Their big man, Flo Thamba, is back. Elite name. They also have a stud freshman, Keontae George, who's going to be in the mix. The thing, though, with Baylor, Trista, the team that won it had Davion Mitchell and Jar- Jared yeah. Butler. That's superstars. That's firepower. Cryer and Flagler are excellent players, but they're not that caliber. And I don't think they can take them to where they want to go, and that's ultimately what's going to be the difference. I think Baylor's Final Four good. It would not shock me if they won the national title, but I just don't think they're quite as good as the Houston Cougars. They're not worth a 10-to-1 ticket. No, but the Houston Cougars are Mm -hmm. 10-to-1. That's my play. You heard the coach, James Young. He's on it. You're on it. I love the Cougars this year. Marcus Sasser. He leads the way, might be the best guard in college basketball. You know, people have to remember, like Coach said, Houston made the Elite Eight last season. They couldn't beat Villanova. They couldn't make a three-pointer in that game. But they, that team last year had to step up without Sasser. Guys had to get a bigger role. They had to grow up earlier. And now with Sasser, now that he enters the mix, the experience that all of those guys got from last year, you bring Sasser into the mix, it's only going to make them better. Travion Marks back. Jamal Shedd, who had to take over for Sasser, he's back, so they control the backcourt. Reggie Chaney and Juwan Roberts are in the front court. They gobble up every rebound. He they had an ankle terrific. injury, right? He got, he, that's what happened? He had an ankle injury? He, uh, yeah, foot injury. Mm-hmm, yep, yeah. He got hurt around Christmas time, was mm-hmm. out for the year. Chaney and Roberts are great. And then Jairus Walker is a freshman who's been giving them good minutes, too. He's going to be in the mix. Houston's the team to beat. They have the best roster, the best team, the best guard in the country. And Kelvin Sampson might be the best coach. I love Houston 10-1 to this year. Then you have Duke and Arkansas at 14-1. I was just about to ask you about Arkansas. They are interesting teams. So we can start with Arkansas. Here's the thing. Musselman went out in the offseason and absolutely recruited his butt off. He got three five-star recruits, Anthony Black, Nick Smith, Jordan Mm -hmm. Walsh, and then he got two four-star recruits, Darian Ford and Barry Dunning. Now, Nick Smith hasn't played quite yet. They're being cautious. He has a right knee injury. Only two games into the season. They want to make sure he's a full go. Not only do they have all that talent, but Musselman also went out in the transfer portal, got this guy, Ricky Council IV, who's leading them in scoring so far with 18.5 points per game, a transfer from Wichita State. They bring Devontae Davis back from last year's team. They are so loaded at the guard position. Loaded. It's like an embarrassment of riches. Musselman has made the Elite Eight back-to-back years. The problem is, Trista, it's almost like this team has too many moving parts. They have freshmen. They have transfers. And they're just too young. I don't think there's enough experience. And we've seen in college basketball, you know, Calipari's only got one ring. Coach K could only get one ring in this year of one and done. It's tough to win when you are relying on so many freshmen. Indeed. And at the end of the day, Arkansas is going to be one of the most talented teams in the country. But at a certain point, when the game slows down, you get into March, you got to rely on experience. And that's ultimately what I think is going to be their downfall. So I don't like Arkansas to win yeah. it all if you at 14-1. If you look at it, one. a minute's continuity, they're 319th in the country at that. So yeah. they're just, they have a bunch of young guys, a bunch of new guys coming in trying to be a part of something. That's exactly right. So I'm passing on them. 
Duke also is 14-1, and I don't understand why. Jeremy Roach is the only guy that's coming back on that team. They're starting point guard. They got a couple Jeremy of transfers. Jeremy Roach isn't even that good. He's not that good. Jacob Granderson from Illinois. Ryan Young, a big man from Northwestern, comes back. Duke, obviously, they loaded up with some freshmen. Their whole key is Derek Whitehead. He's injured right now, going to be day-to-day, should be back, really, in the next week or so. He was the number two recruit overall. If he turns into one of the best players in the country, it's just going to be up to him. But you also got to remember, it's John Shire's first year. What Hubert Davis did last year in his first year is unprecedented. Like You just don't do that. You don't go to the finals in your first year. So I think it's going to be a learning experience for Shire. His team really isn't as loaded as you would think it is. So I do not like Duke either at 14-1. to Kansas at 14-1, to great roster, but they won it last year. It's so unbelievably hard to go back-to-back. So while Jalen Wilson comes back, Dewan Harris, their starting point guard, they got transfer Kevin McCullough Jr. from Texas Tech to come over. Two elite freshmen, MJ Rice, Grady Dick, who we're going to see next up in this game against Duke. Loaded, but it's just too tough to repeat. Don't like Kansas either. Then we get into teams 20-1. to UCLA is a team... I would watch out for it. Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez. You watch college basketball, yep. those names stick out to you. They come back. UCLA with those two guys in crunch time when a game's tight, they just find ways to win it. And in March, you need players like that. Here's what ultimately I'm worried about with UCLA. They don't have a player taller than 6'10 on their roster. Nobody listed as a center on their team. If they play a team with size, a Big Ten team, who can mix it up with them. Like, if they play a Zach Eady from Purdue... Oh, it's a wrap. It, it could be a struggle for them. So that's the only thing that worries me, is that they don't have much size. But man, in crunch time, there's not many players I would trust more than Jaime Jaquez. Him and Tiger, they've been to a Final Four. They know what it takes, like them. Texas at 25-1 to is a bet I would place on the Longhorns. Ken Palm has them ranked right now as the second-best team. Trista, this might be the best defensive team in college basketball. That's what they, they say. They shut down Everybody they play, they have a lot of firepower returning. Marcus Carr, Timmy Allen, Serge Ibari Rice, Dylan DeSue, Tyrese Hunter comes over from Iowa State. He's going to be in the mix. They have so many different options. Texas's problem last year was they they couldn't win games in the 70s. They had to win games in the 50s, low 60s, but this year's team is going to be able to. They're going to be able to score. So I love Texas. What do you think about the fact that their three-point percentage is so low, though? They're one of the worst teams in well, the country at shooting threes. And in March, that's like one of the most important right. things that's, for you to do. That's the thing. But what I love, it's it's like, remember when South Carolina made the Final Four that yep. one year when they were a seven seed? They were such a great defensive team and then just got hot from the three-point line. And that's what I'm banking on. If defense is your calling card, that travels. That's going to keep you in games in March. That's going to help you advance. If they, you know, hitting shots is so hit or miss. Teams that are shoot the ball so well, like Gonzaga, Gonzaga is the best offensive team every year, but they never win it because it's just so fluky when you get into the tournament. Indeed. I prefer to lean on the defensive teams. Me too. Chris Beard, we know, one of the best in the business. Love Texas 25-1. to Creighton, I've talked to you about them. What worries me about them is Greg McDermott, their head coach. Hasn't had much success in March Madness. His teams are always great offensively, but not great defensively. This team, though, is pretty solid defensively. Offensively, a wagon. Machine. They're going to average over 80 points per game. They bring back Ryan Nemhard, their starting point guard. Their two guards, Arthur Kaluma, Trey Alexander. They have a seven-footer, Ryan Kalkbrenner. And then they brought in this transfer from South Dakota State, Baylor Shireman, who averaged 20 points per game last year for the Jackrabbits. They, they can shoot it. They spread the ball well. And like I said, they're, they're defensively, they're pretty solid. The only thing, they don't have much depth. 
So if those guys get into foul trouble, it could hurt them. But they're a team to watch. Now we get into the long shots. What about I have Seton three Hall? long shots. Nah, Seaton Hall. I'm not on this year. Twelve thousand five hundred. Yeah, you can have All that right, one. We'll see. I'm good. This is not a homer pick, Trista Crick. Uh oh. But is. I love Bama forty to one. Oh my god. Bama is a great defensive team. Oh my god. They are fantastic. They are going to shut people down. They have right, depth. Right. They have size. They're athletic. They have a lottery pick in Brandon Miller. I can't wait to turn the TV on tonight so you can watch him play. He's an absolute star. Seven-footer Charles Bediaco in the middle. They're going to have the sixth man of the year in the SEC. Rylan Griffin comes off the bench, gives you 15 points per game. And then their backcourt is experienced, which I love. Javon Quinterly is working his way back from an ACL tear. He's going to come back. They have a grad transfer from Ohio, Mark Sears. Average, he had 20 points the other night in their game against Liberty. Bama is deep, and we know Tristan Nato's teams, when they defend well and they shoot the three, that's when they're at their best. This team does both. Watch out for the tie. Virginia Cavaliers, another team at 40 to 1. They have tons of experience coming back. Kihei Clark's been there 17 years. Reese Beekman, their he big man Francisco Cafaro has been there a long time. I literally, I think I covered him when they won the national title. Kihei Clark was on that national he title was. team. He was. He's been yeah, there a long time. A long so he's time. still there. And the thing about this Tony Bennett team, we all know any Virginia team will defend, but this one can score. Yep. And that's the difference. And at 40 to 1, I like Virginia a lot. And then 66 to 1, San Diego State. You want a mid major team. I was just about to ask Brian you about them. Dutcher's team has a squad. They have firepower returning in Nathan Mensa, Matt Bradley, and Lamont Butler. But he went out and he got two transfers who are averaging over 17 points per game Darian Trammell and Jaden Lee. Watch out for San Diego State. They can defend and now they can score. That's the theme, Trista. Teams defend. that can defend. And, and score. score. And that's what we got.